Welcome to the Salty Investors, episode number 63. It is January the 25th, 2024. Another year, Tim. What? what what's your New Year's resolution? Got any? Oh, well, I'm going to talk about that a little bit, but yeah, um, mm-hmm. not much. Just glad to, to make it, I suppose. Um, yeah. Market still hasn't alive. totally collapsed. Yeah, the market's yeah. still going and yeah, still alive, oh. still ticking along. World hasn't ended. So, what about yourself? Yeah, it's about it. It's all I can ask for these days. Um, you know, just to still be kicking. Uh, yeah. Good. So let's get into the. Of course, we've been we we've been off for a month, and the the salt has accumulated. I've got a salt mine outside. The amount of salt I've got. So I'm going to kick it off with um, our stunning and brave government. Uh, are going to have an inquiry into the supermarkets conducted by the ACCC. Now, the treasurer, Jim Chalmers, who has a bachelor's degree in communications, is going to direct the ACCC in its inquiry. And this is what Jim had to say. For me, it's this simple. When farmers are selling their product for less, supermarkets should charge Australians less. Well, I guess for people like Jim, i.e. the financially illiterate, it is simple because the price supermarkets charge, of course, is only influenced by one single factor, what they pay farmers. I mean, forget about transport costs or, you know, the cost of maintaining stores and paying your staff. I mean, that, forget about all that. I mean, if you're paying the farmers less, then you've you got to charge the customers less. I mean, tell me you've never run a business without telling me you've never run a business. Of course, all this is smoke and mirrors to make it look like the government is actually doing something. When anyone with a brain knows they're completely impotent. Yeah. What do you think? It's got really bad the last few weeks. It's like, you know, it's both sides of politics now, you know, in for the boot. Yeah. What's yeah. the ACCC going to come back with? Oh, yeah, you know, well, no. I know. <laughs> Two and a half percent, I, I get, like is their net margin or some crap. It's just yeah, well, that that's so. Um, I I couldn't squeeze everything I wanted to in that in one minute soundbite there, but I mean, let's just go over the fact that in twenty twenty three financial year twenty twenty three, Woolworths' NPAT margin was two point five percent. In twenty twenty one, it was two point nine percent. So their NPAT margin's actually gone down pre the you know from the pre inflation period. Coles. 2023 NPAT margin 2.7%, last year 2.8%, 2021 2.6%. I mean, this is so basically their margins really haven't changed much at all. Um, you know, and they're not going to find anything. I mean, and there's so many moving parts, like, yeah. you know, like fuel costs going up and down. I mean, and, you know, they're raising. Minimum wages going up. All yeah. this. I mean, how do you? I mean, the ACCC is not going to find anything. The, the the politicians will pat themselves on the back because they held those big supermarkets to account. Uh, when actually they, you know, it's all window dressing. They're just it, it's just bullshit. Yeah, I joke about that. The ACCC is going to come back and say, "Hey, their margins are too low. They need to lift it and make a little bit of extra yeah. profit." <laughs> yeah, exactly. You give them too much away, fellas. <laughs> yeah, 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 but. Yeah, it's yeah. just a smoke and mirrors thing, just political nonsense. Everybody who understands finance knows, well, if you like it so much, just get into it, you know, but you're going against Amazon, yeah. you know, Costco. Imagine going, oh, yeah, we're going to go up against Costco. <laughs> you know, it's just yeah. ridiculous type talk. So I don't know. Yep. It's just popular at the moment, I guess. Okay. What what do you got for us this week? Um, the stage three t- tax cuts are going to head, mm. which is good news, even if they've been adapted. Last year, I made a commitment. That if they go ahead, 
I'll lift my game and try to offer more to the community. I've been concerned for the last six months. I won't be able to lift my wage to $200,000 a year. And I'm, I still want to stick to my commitment. Elba has made it easier for me now. Now I only have to lift my game to 150k a year. <laughs> I am I'm feeling relieved, but surely this isn't healthy for society. As putting it, it's going to put a cap on productivity. I wonder how many others are not incentivized to do more. Uh, that's what I'm sort of. <laughs> I'm not up. I'm not yeah. not upset about. I th- I'm just grateful that we're getting a tax break. Everyone, all the other, you know, these people are complaining. Oh, you know, I was surprised that he did it at all. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. but well i think again this is like in what my segment was you know it, this is just a political calculation because they know mm-hmm. they know they they know they really can't do anything about the cost of living crisis they've got these take take ta- stage three tax cuts which are unpopular with the resent field class which is their base uh which would a good part of their base. So what do they do? Well, we will wedge the LNP because we will deliver tax cuts. We just won't deliver the ones that they want. And we'll give the people, you know, that that need the tax cut the most, yep. apparently, um, the people that don't pay any tax at all, usually, uh, we'll give them a tax break rather than the top end of town. So it's, it's a political calculation and a good one. I mean, I think it's a good move politically. But, I mean, wouldn't it be nice if we did our tax policy based on what's good for individual taxpayers rather than fucking po- politics, you know, wouldn't that be, wouldn't that be a nice change? And the opposition swallowed it whole here and they think they're going to go to the, the polls, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. they're going to lift well, it, everybody yeah. under $130,000, going to lift their taxes. <laughs> like it's obviously, well, yeah, they're I not mean, going to do anything. It's just talk. I said to someone yesterday, <laughs> Susan Lay came out and go, we're going to, we're going to reverse these tax cuts. Like, oh yeah. You get, so you're going to, Ta- you're going to make people pay more tax, are you? Is that what you're going to do? And today she's out backpedaling, of course. Yeah, yeah. Susan, you know, it's not like it's the first time Susan Lay put her foot in her mouth. Um, yeah, just dumb. I mean, so it's a good move yeah. politically by the ALP. But yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that's how we want to make tax policy, isn't it? We just just to see if we can wedge our opposition I somehow. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, a, th- a few things have happened since we've been off, um, and it, it's all good news, Tim. You should, if we ask uh, Stephen Kukalis, the kook, oh, yeah. uh, we'll get to him a bit later. Um, so, yeah, this is this the NAB survey was out Tuesday, was it? I think it was out this week. Um, this is a pretty widely followed business survey. So you can see the business confidence is crumbling. Now you might think, you know, that's a kind of a fuzzy thing because it's measuring people's sort of subjective views, but it does have a pretty good, it does lead. So you see here, <clears throat> business confidence, um, this graph, it's been pushed forward two quarters. Mm-hmm. It correlates pretty uh-huh. well with downturn in actual business investment. Correlates, you know, it's, it's not bad. It's fairly decent correlation there. And um, yeah, it's gone negative just sort of late last year. So that's not uh, looking that great. Um, but the interest rate cuts are coming in now. So, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, we're going to get to that. Uh, trading conditions sharply lower at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that as, as on that graph. So we, you know, GFC was worse. Obviously, COVID was worse although I, I i like to discount covid because it's not a real you know economic event you know it's just a outlier um and so this led the kook i don't know if you've followed him but i mean have you ever looked in the 
the feed of his like his Twitter feed. I mean, everyone just takes the piss out of him because he's like so wrong most of the time. And um, so he he basically his little video. He said that um, this opens the door to. He didn't say they will happen. He said it opens the door for the RBA to cut rates in March. Yeah, like, yep. I just want to. Rem- I just want to remind. Can you remind me what the what the cash rate is again? I don't know. It's about four. Four point three percent. Now inflation, as we will see in a minute, is of course it's crashing everywhere. It's coming down, but it's still over four percent. Doesn't matter if you use the mm-hmm. core inflation or the the whole shebang measure or the yep. trimmed mean. They're all still over four percent. You've got a cash rate at four point three percent. You know, I reckon it's going to take a bit longer than that. Uh, unless you know we just fall off a cliff or something. Yeah, yeah. But you know, the kook. I'm going to keep track of the kook because he's he's just he's just great comedic value. I think so, we'll keep so, track of him this year. So what's the consensus? Is it two cuts this year or is it four? I'm hearing you know two, four. I'm hearing it all over the place. So ah, uh, yeah. I thought yeah. two was consensus, but I don't know if that's changed or not. Mm-hmm. Um, this, this, I remember last year, my famous prediction um, was that unemployment would hit 4%. It didn't, Tim. It stayed at 39 for <laughs> December. We got the data last week. Um, so epic fail by me. But the number of unemployed people did rise 15% during the year. Um, and the number of employed people only rose less than 3%. If you have a look last year, the number of unemployed people, you, you could basically reverse those two numbers. The... Mm-hmm number of employed people went up double digits and the number of unemployed went up single digits. Um, that's been completely reversed. <clears throat> and I think, you know, look at those business indicators. Look at the last GD preprint, which was September quarter, because we, you know, we're terrible at doing our accounts in this country. It takes us so long. That was a negative GDP per capita print. We had a year over year rate of 2%. It's probably going in the opposite direction. Um yeah, that, that's that's the inflation numbers. Like I said, all those measures, the monthly, the annual trim mean, the CPI mm-hmm. excluding volatile, it's still over four. It's, it's between sort of 4.2 and 4.5 with yeah. a cash rate at 4.3. So I don't know that you'd be getting too excited yet about rate cuts. But I mean, the kook, you know, it, eventually he'll be right about something. Um, <laughs> so maybe this, maybe this is it. Maybe it's the big surprise we've all been waiting for. Well, you got to uh, hope, I suppose. A lot of people hoping that it's all going to come off. So I can't, yeah. yeah. Good luck to him if it does, you know, but. Yep. So, um, I mean, that's, I mean, uh, before we get on to uh, the stock of the week car sales, um, I was just going to say, Tim, now last year you sat on the sidelines. I mean, look, we've got rate cuts coming. Um, <laughs> we've got tax cuts. You know, it's just, you know, $25 a week for people who've had $100 a week rent rise. I mean, this is going to make all the difference, isn't it? I mean, we've got rate cuts, we've got tax cuts, we've got pent up demand. Why didn't you, why aren't you completely fully invested, Tim? What's wrong with you? Where did you go wrong? Well, I I probably should have allocated you know, in October last year, a little bit, should have had a nibble then, um, got a bit too greedy. Um, but yeah, I think I just don't think it's going to come down that quickly. I'm with you. Like it's going to stick around here for a bit. And then what's the market going to do? You know, when we go through halfway through the year, if we haven't had a rate cut by then, I think the market's mm-hmm. going to panic a little bit. Um, the VIX is like 13. So <laughs> this is nothing yeah. happening at the moment. Um, unless you've been in the magnificent, magnificent seven, 
Um, you've oh, I, I, I just left off. The S&P 500 is at new highs. Yes. New highs. Come on. It's S&P 6,000. Well. Yep. <laughs> Japan's doing Here well. We Everywhere's doing well. I think besides the UK, yeah. but... Um... And China. China. China property in free fall. Yeah, well, I think my Alibaba is supposed to bottom, supposed to be in now at $65. <laughs> I don't know. Um, we'll see where that happens. But I still, none of the, the value, you know, the quality stocks we've been looking at, none of them have crashed. So that just no, proves no. that quality is just resistant to this sort of stuff on the early cycle. That's what I've learned now. Um, quality is great yeah. in the early cycle, but you have to go back to value if it really goes bad here. So maybe I'm, I haven't got enough value picks in my, in my, in my um, stock list. So, what are you thinking anyway? Have you oh, missed no, it? I, that's what that's why I asked you because I've got no excuses, and I thought you, if you had one, I could borrow it off you. Um, yeah, it's no, not I mean, good. look, we, yeah. actually, you know, in hindsight, that you said you should have uh, taken a nibble in October twenty twenty three. Actually, October twenty twenty two would have been been better, I think. Yeah, uh, S and P was. Uh, that's with the benefit of hindsight. But yes, I mean, you can't look at the market, whether you're looking at the Australian market, but particularly the US market and call it cheap or good value. Um, it's all pretty much reliant on a kind of Goldilocks uh, outcome, no landing, not even a soft one. Uh, and everything's fine and dandy. Um, I find that hard to believe, but hey, I've been wrong for a while. Um, maybe yeah. I'll continue to be wrong. Oh, we're going gonna to wait and see. Uh, who came out this week? Baby Bunting came out with a um, update. They, their sales are still down, uh, but they're hanging in there. You know, they're not getting yeah. any worse. Um, yeah, so it hasn't completely fallen off the cliff. Uh, yeah, look, I don't know. No, Tim, fiscal stimulus is on the way. Uh, well, remember, I'm a bag holder at the old, um, you know, magic bean currency. So um, yeah. it's, it's done pretty good for me. <laughs> was 150 yeah. percent last year so that's what i said you know i'm sort of hedged a little bit um goes with me on against me on you know sitting pretty um but i would like to have allocated a little bit better so a bit of a disappointment yeah. but you know the big names aren't really allocating big they're not swinging you know buffett and all these other guys i don't see them swinging besides no. occidental so um i don't feel too bad no yeah no. Uh, all right. Well, let's have a look this week. We got another one. It is an Australian quality, I think we can call it. We can call it quality, can we? Let's have yeah, a look yeah. at it, Tim. Car sales. Yes, yeah, car car group is uh, run runs a popular Australian website called carsales.com.au, which most people understand. It's basically a an auto platform to sell cars. This is similar to realestate.com.au, um, the REA group that we did a little while ago, but it's obviously a lower ticket ticket item. And it's less sticky as users have other options. For example, Gumtree, Facebook Marketplace, which are basically free. Yep. It's still a great business as it offers users and dealers great value compared to the, these other free platforms. Um, they've expanded into the USA, Brazil, and Korea, purchasing winning platforms over there. They've proven yep. that they're able to acquire and add operational value, especially via their dynamic pricing and adding more options to the menu. One expansion area that interests me is they have um, added finance to their list of options. I think they're in a great place to offer this. If they partner with a great financial provider 
I don't I see little downside as the default risk is taken away from them and they'll still keep all the revenue and have high margins. Let's look at the fundamentals. They are diluting, um, but they do acquire assets with that dilution mm. and they have a track record of converting. Employee headcount is well under revenue growth for, over the last six years. On a PE basis, it's fairly well priced on historical terms. On a price to free cash flow, it is expensive. Return on invested capital is lumpy as they acquire targets, yep. but it would be in the mid twenties if they didn't acquire. So if you take that out, mm. margins are insane, showing they have huge pricing power in the market. Growth is insane, especially even on an EPS basis, but you've got mm. to remember COVID mania is distorting these averages up a little bit. Yeah. It's got a nice dividend and payout ratio. Again, they need to ditch the dividend as it's destroying capital compounding, but a 30% payout ratio isn't, 33% payout ratio isn't terrible. Interest coverage is okay, but they should be doing a little bit better just in case they run into a slow times. Let's flip over to the balance sheet and cash flow. They have 1 billion in net debt, mostly long-term. They have about 250 million in free cash flow, so they could pay off this debt in four years if they drop the dividend. I have this down as cyclical, as less cars are normally sold in a downturn. But they grew 108% from 2007 to 2010, which is about 26% per year in the GFC, given that Australia didn't really have a GFC, but we still had a bit of a slowdown. Australia is similar to the US. You need a car to get to work. Even in a downturn, a car is class is essential. There'll be some second and third cars in a household that'll be sold to pay to get cash and car sales gets a clip of that. So can I really call it a cyclical? Mm. At, a, at a price to free cash flow of 45. Um, and if we start average averaging the growth, ignoring the COVID years, I get about 10% growth going forward. So I should be looking at about in the mid twenties for a price to cash flow. In 2017, it was 21. So my target is fairly realistic. Analysts have revenue dropping on average about 9% per annum over the next three years. And dilution is a bit much for me to stomach. Auto Trader in the UK is great also, if you like this segment. And they're buying back stock. They have low debt, price to fee cash flow of 24 and great return on invested capital and margins also. But the growth is only 8%. What do you think of car sales? What it, you just said uh, revenue growth declining 9% or you mean declining to 9%? So it'll be... Yeah, so it's 9% per annum, I think. Um, okay. Yeah. But that's just what analysts, you know, they've got no idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, yeah. So, yeah. you know, who knows? But I think that's what the market is sort of seeing at the moment. And, you know... Yeah, see, there seems to be uh, like... I don't know what's going on with those numbers there. I'd have to take a closer look, but you've got your price to free cash flow, price to cash flow ratio getting more and more expensive yep. whilst your your yes. actual PE is coming down. So what so that sounds like, you know, your cash generation is weaker. Is this is yes. this because of buying acquisitions, so. isn't it? Yes, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, on an equity basis, it's looking, you know, quite good. <laughs> yeah. So, but you can see there the um, return on equity numbers are, you know, they're solid basically the whole way through. Yeah. Um, so there's only, they don't drop as badly, but 
Um, yeah, just the metrics I sort of look at. You know, I'm a bit old fashioned. You know, <laughs> like cash flow. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So you know, but when I look at that, I'm just like, nah, I can't do it. You know, because I know I'm going to get hurt here if I. But you know, that could be just a a bad quarter. You know, they're going through. Yeah. Um, they're trying to eat down a few investments that they've got into. As yeah. you can see, look at those revenue numbers. Like there, that's insane. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. And they yeah. could continue to do that. There's a heap of Baltic states that got these little car online platforms that you know are the leading. You know, and you chuck a couple of billion of that, you buy that, and you buy the revenue. And if you've got yeah. operational efficiency, well, yeah, keep doing it. But. Yeah, as long as you can keep that, because you don't want to end up like, um, you know, ABC Learning Centers, you know, or, who started off with like they had returns on equity of 25%, great little small business. Yes. And then they just took on more and more debt and issued equity. And, and you know, by the time they went bankrupt, that, I mean, they're officially in the accounts, which I, I think were a bit dodgy. I mean, their their return on equity had gone down to single, single digits by the time they went yeah. bust, you know, so as long as, I mean, if you can keep stacking these acquisitions yeah. on and you can keep getting the operating leverage out of them uh, and doing what you do, mm-hmm. then good. I mean, at least acquisitions, I mean, you know, we're, we're fussy. We like to see organic growth yeah, rather exactly. than acquisitions, but I mean, this is, it's not like they're buying, it's not like some diversification story no. where they're buying things yeah. they they don't have any specialty and they know exactly what they're doing here, right? They've got a track record in doing it. Yep. Yeah. And then dynamic pricing is really smart. Like I was yep. surprised. I thought, you know, these just guys just take a clip and that's it. But these guys, yep. you know, have got segments like luxury and, you know, postcode, you know, they hit you on different, yep. like they're really, <laughs> really clever in what they do. Um, and yep. then obviously other, other sites overseas don't do that. They just hit a standard yep. rate over the board. And then they just come with their dynamic pricing and, you know, they don't see any drop in volume because, you know, if you're selling an expensive car, you want to advertise it. You know, you don't care that you're paying an extra couple hundred bucks, but you're selling a, you know, a little crap box, you know, you don't want to be, you know, so makes sense. Um, Just one that I've never thought, oh, I'll just stick to realestate.com.au. Thank you. You know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, well, it's 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 the kind of thing where because if you think about cars and car sales, you know, think about the car industry, it's all very low margin, it's very capital intensive, yep. you know. But but this is it's not that you're not yes. you're not yeah. you don't have to have a yard to put all the cars. You're just a platform, yeah. Um, and yeah, it's it's just it's 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 actually really great. And they've got that. I mean, certainly in Australia, they've got that first mover advantage. I mean, who's going to push them out of that spot in oh. Australia in this country? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yep. So it's worth watching. I just, I guess, I'd have to do more work to find out what, what, you, what, what it's worth paying. You know, why the numbers are the way they are. Is it because they're digesting acquisitions at the moment? Because you, 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 what you'd like to see is it's digested, and now we've got a year later after, and, and we know what the returns are in these different markets. And um, by that time, it's probably too late. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So. But winners keep winning. That's what I keep trying to tell myself. And, um, you know, one of these will crash hard if we do get a correction. Like, their revenue mm. number is going to, like, like freaking drop off a cliff here, like, for the first part of yeah. it. And people are going to run like this. They're going to escape from something like this. Like they did in the UK. Like it's happening now in the UK. So um, if you don't know yeah. about it, it's very hard to invest 
in no time. So do your homework and yeah, get a chance. You might buy it. All right. There you go, people. Uh, Tim's brought the goods with Car Group, uh, which is carsales.com.au. And uh, we will see you next week.